welcome to Average Adventuring Party, where unplanned shenanigans are the only thing we can plan for. Uh, so last time we left these guys off, uh, they had been given a patrol route and asked to go into essentially a savanna and patrol for victims of some phenomenon that kills people outside the city walls after dark. They found an unhealthy amount of blood in the road and a guy who had no idea what he was doing in that place uh, before he was violently yanked off into the into the grass. Uh, the party gave chase and found um, all kinds of remains amongst these gigantic ant beds and were promptly swarmed by ants who wanted to lovingly caress and hold them with acid and quickly hardening goo. Thanks to the timely intervention of a... Uh, a flying minotaur, the uh, the group got saved, reduced the rest of the ants to paste, and that's where we find them. Everything is suddenly quiet. The ants weren't particularly loud, but each of you, with the exception of maybe Ardith, generate a lot of noise when you fight. And it, it's now dead quiet. Standing in on top of one of these, these ant mounds is Iacus, who... Uh, is a newcomer to the party, and Galdrian, who did this uh, awesome rapier power slide and took out a bunch of these ants and ended up at Iokus's feet. I'll help him up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no. Thank you. That, that was filling that a little bit. Came to our rescue uh, with that, that outfit. Uh, I look over at Ardith and Shinara. Ardith's movie is standing in front of Shinara. Yeah. And Sh- just like staring at you. Sh- Shannara has basically peeked around one arm and looking, and then goes, Uncle Moo? <laughs> Hi, Shannara. Hi, Artis. Hi, Akis. Oh, you, you uh, know each other. So what we don't you? need to kill him? No. What are you doing here? Uh, figured it was pretty obvious. I was uh, looking for you two. Yeah, Ardith's gonna narrow her eyes at you and like, is this official business? And like, plainly looking at the, t- the spikes on the shoulders of your jacket. Well, define official. So no, it doesn't sound official to me. I mean, did I just get up on my own and travel halfway across the world and trek up a giant fucking mountain? No. Am I here because your mother sent me? Also, no. Yeah. And she relaxes just a little bit. <laughs> What's this? Yeah, you you might recognize it. He said yeah. you probably wouldn't trust me, and you might need to double check it. What's, what's he having you? Spike Jack. Iacus. <laughs> this is why I asked if you were doing official business. Yep, so Iacus pulls this origami piece of paper out of his, out of his bag and hands it to Arda. It looks fairly beaten up because it was rather carelessly shoved into a jacket. And carried up a fucking mountain. Was then carried up a mountain and halfway across a continent. I feel bad opening this because it's so pretty. <laughs> That's okay. We have another one. I saw you had a couple more. Okay. We have another good one. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Minor um, <laughs> suspect. Okay. Artist is going to... Like, still eyeing you, but not as hostily as she was five seconds ago. And, uh, I gotta open this. You guys want me to read this? 
Shannara's uh -huh. like, well, I mean, you can't read over your shoulder. I mean, she kind of could. She didn't read around her shoulder. Okay. Hopefully I won't fuck this up. My little dandelion heads. <laughs> I am well aware that you are grown women of great talent, skill, and expertise. Hence, I find writing this letter to be difficult, as both your employer as your, and as your father. Your mother says that you don't need us to act as your guardians now that you're capable of taking your own jobs, but I can't help but worry about the wondering this job on hired both of you. will be particularly, if not catastrophically, problematic. That's hurtful. <laughs> to that end, I've asked one of my trusted associates the favor of watching you from afar stay within reasonable distance should the worst befall you. He has been instructed to allow you to experience your life as best as you see fit, and to only introduce himself should the worst case scenario occur. I guess pants count. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this will assist you in whatever manner you and he deems necessary, but he is under no obligation to follow your commands. Only offer his counsel and considerable physical skills to ensure that both of you return home safely. My most sincere desire is that you look upon his arrival the same as you would meeting a friend and not as a guardian or keeper too late. Your mother is correct in that she and I cannot direct your lives, but we may still offer guidance and resources to make sure you find the path that is right for you. I know Iokis may seem stubborn, almost bullheaded at times, <laughs> but he does truly provide a unique perspective that is both informative and entertaining. Secondarily, his presence will prevent any any other authority or guild represent any other authority or guild representative from forcibly returning you home in the event that my instincts prove correct, and you are gone for more than a year today. Allowing him to apprehend you with the intent to return to the authority would be a wise course of action, and perhaps you should listen to his appeal before judging his actions or appearance. I hereby, in the name of the authority, place you and your sister under apprehensive rights of all authority lands. And when you do that, when he says that, those golden lights disappear. <sighs> so, anyone for the scenic route? There's still more yeah. here. Oh! oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your father <laughs> yeah. always did like to talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never met the man. I'm not sure if I'm grateful for that or not, but I think I am. Also, as I'm aware that finding certain reagents are difficult in the less civilized portions of the world, I am including a supplemental supply to be used only in case of emergency, or if something captures your heart, dazzles your eye, or speaks to your soul. Remember that there will always be a, a space for you in my studio, in my home, and in my heart. I hope the path you are on brings you long days and pleasant nights. Your father, Zenos. Iocus also has a bundle of... Yes. It, it rattled a lot. It's mostly not broken. <laughs> I hope there wasn't anything to break. <laughs> Shannara basically is like, ooh, gimme. Yeah, she's like, gifts! <laughs> she goes to set it down and realizes there's just a chunk of a dead body there. And is like, oh. Uh, and then just attaches it to her bindle. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Right, uh, so. I'm looking around for Arathus. So, no, we're not killing him. Arathus is over on the far side of of this clearing. He appears basically throughout the whole combat. We didn't describe it, but every time he would go to get up and one of these ants would move, uh, the one with the backpack in its mouth, he would just fall back over. Like something was dragging him around. 
You seem a bit uh, out of sorts on your feet. He stands up and dusts himself off. And you realize, like, he's not actually dirty, but he does the, like, pats himself down. That was most unpleasant. I do not wish to repeat that pro- process. So Suna's going to start picking up body parts and piling them together, because we're supposed to be returning them, so I'm going to start making piles of bodies and body mm-hmm. parts. You fox lady, what are you doing? What we were sent out here to do. We were paid to collect body parts, because apparently they need money. You have stooped to gathering the dead? Is he such a poor provider? Why are you doing this? Why? I liked you. I really did. It it wasn't my idea. It was Shadar's idea. stolen our love food, too. No, I have not. Suna. I eat less than all of you. do you want him to be paced? No. Do you really want him to be paced? No. Just be glad that your mother can't see this. Oh, I am so <laughs> glad that your is nowhere near the situation. She, she, Shannara is tying that bundle to her things, like stops and goes, No, I'm not actually certain that she can't see this <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's comforting. That is so comforting. Please, but please you, be you, more up. You don't, you don't like the, the concept of your mother peering you. in on your most private of lives? You think? I guess we'll start helping pick up the dead people. And checking yeah, if they have anything. <laughs> we're actually, uh, uh, to put it a little less crudely, we are uh, under contract with the Mountaineer Guard uh, over at the town of Overlook there. They they need help with patrolling the roads and uh, recovering any who may have fallen prey to what they call the uh, Dreaming Dark. Oh. Yeah, I heard that joke. It wasn't funny. Uh, Shannara stays away from the actual gathering portion of this. Did I come across the backpack? Yeah. So there's a a backpack, uh, and it's torn and bloody. I'm going to pick it up and put it on. Uh, (laughs) And then continue. It's about five sizes too big for you. I'm still going to try. Yeah, so it's like the single strap messenger bag style, and Suna hooks it over her shoulder and it just droops in front of her and just hangs like down by her knees. Is there any way to adjust it? No, it's a I'm, single I'm leather keep strap. keep trying to push it back as I bring a body. How thick is the strap? Push it back, bring yeah. a body. Um, like it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty thick leather strap. Okay. Uh, I'll take that for you. Not the body, but the bag. Why? It's in your way. Yeah, so you decide to take the bag rather than help me with the bodies? I mean, I can help you with the bodies and take the bag. Uh, we'll say, like, when you do that, Galdrian reaches down and grabs the chunk that you had, lifts it up, and realizes it's basically a torso. <laughs> and it's got scales all over it, green scales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and across its chest is a bandolier very similar to uh, Shinara's, and it still has a couple of clearly labeled potions in it. Rest in peace, my scaly friend. If I had to estimate how long you think this body would have been deceased for. I do have a medical background. I'll just give you this one. It's within a day. Like, there's older stuff here, but this is actually like a fresh chunk of corpse. So do we get to keep what we find on these bodies? It didn't say anything in the contract, yeah, right? Yeah, Shinara, Shinara 
Uh, she had specifically asked. Shannara pulls out the, the piece of paper she had taken off the billboard and, like, opens it but doesn't even look at it. And it's like, well, doesn't say. <laughs> and then she reaches down and grabs what's clearly, like, a torn coin purse and uh-huh. has some, some pressed silver in it. So then before I give you the bag, I'm going to s- kind of kneel down and open it and start going through it. All right. Uh, Galdrian starts uh, picking up, uh, taking the vials out. Shinar, uh, I, I got you something. <laughs> Shinar walks over and is like, well, I mean, it's not going to make up for your other shortcomings, but, and she just takes the vials out of your hand. goes, oh, yeah, hey, I saw uh, that symbol, and she points to the label. Uh, one is clearly labeled uh, Potion of Negative Energy Resistance, and one of them is clearly labeled Potion of Healing. And she said, when she flips it over, it's got one of the, it's got this symbol on the side. She's like, yeah, I saw that place in Overlook. I, I think they cater to dumb adventurers who go out into the caldera. And getting famous. While they're doing this, Iacus is uh, going to use his uh, background as a desert nomad and be moving the dirt and cu- filling in the holes. Fill, filling in the mounds? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a good plan. So, just at any given point, you look up and Iokis is just stomp, <laughs> stomping the, the dirt mounds flat. What's in the bag? There's a bag full of jangly bits. I'm just going to throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> jangly bits. So, at some point, we'll say Ardith is, is doing something, like maybe rereading this letter. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, ching, ching, and just look down and there's a bag full of coins and gemstones that's been tossed by Suna. What the hell? I mean, I've got all the other money. Somebody else needs to hold some. Okay. Also in that bag, there's this black uh, statue that's featureless, so it has no face. It's clearly a man in armor, but it has a shield uh, in front of it, and that shield has a closed dragon's eye on it. So I'm gonna look at the statue. Hey, Galdrin. Yes. Didn't I see you playing with dolls? Do you want to add this to your doll collection? They were not dolls. They were statuettes. And I was trying to make Shinar laugh. Uh-huh. We're going with it that worked. story? What worked. color is the okay. dragon? Uh, so the statue, if you can see it, it's, it's jet black and shiny. Uh, Suna knows that it's made out of onyx. Uh, volcanic glass. The, the dragon's eye is closed. So I'm going to throw it at Galdrian and say, can we melt it down for your money that you need? So you toss you it... You mean the gems and the stuff you just threw at me? Yeah, yes. You to- See? You look, toss it a- look, I'm a better provider than Galdrian. You toss this statue across the, the field, and Galdrian <laughs> catches it, and when you do, Aerithus just goes, ah! And <laughs> likewise is flung across the field towards Galdrian. <laughs> ah! That's not normal. Did you punch him? No, there was nobody near him. He was standing off by himself. Okay, you should not use your magic on people that are not hurting you. <laughs> Says I have you. no magic. Then, well, neither do we to move him. How did he move? You're the newcomer. What did you do? I have uh, music that can move people. Well, you obviously weren't playing it. You just caught the doll. Shannara says, I have a potion that can give people movements. I can throw people. I don't think she means that kind of movement. Okay, okay. Everybody calm down. Look around for ants. Maybe somebody moved them 
Maybe, do you see any wing? I'm going to start looking up and do you see any wing? Galdrian, there's a lot of pieces of ants. Galdrian kind of looks at Erethus and he like tosses the it up a couple tosses the statue up a couple of inches into the air and catches it. Nothing happens. Turns it upside down. Nothing happens. Shake, shake, shake. He, he's watching you intently. He's basically struck that like one leg cocked and about to push himself off the ground, and then you start playing with that statue, and he starts looking <laughs> around. Artith. Yeah. Catch. What? Throw, you throw the statue to Ardith mm-hmm. on the ground. Arathis just goes ah and is yanked ten feet closer to Ardith. That is definitely not normal. He he stands up. He's like, "Could we please stop doing that?" <laughs> yes, because we figured out what it does. I don't know. One more time. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want to uh, send him into uh, up there. He turns to you and like. Brushes himself off again and again. He's not dirty. He just brushes himself off and he's like, You're a stranger. You seem like a nice fellow. I'd hate to have to kill you. And I'd hate the to feeling's have, mutual. And I'd hate to have to kill you. Now, now, there's no, there was plenty of killing. I hope everyone got it out of their system. Nope. You never get it out of your system, do you? <laughs> I mean, if they do wrong, I can't help it. They were ants. They were doing what ants do. Well, uh, I let's, mean, uh, we were food that wandered directly into their nest. That's why I killed them. Let's see yeah. if the Galdrian picks up the bag of all the coins and gems and sings it over and says, Well, uh, uh, Sir Iacus, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, if you will be accompanying us, then I suppose that means, uh, that means that we are rectifying this, uh, oversight of accidentally having these two out past their curfew, as it were. Shannara's Sh- no, Galdrin, he's not actually taking us back. I know. I got that. I got that. Yeah. No. Uh, no I'm good. not following you, but I am gonna follow them and make sure they're okay. Well, what a coincidence. They are uh, accompanying me, so in a way, you are accompanying me as well, but... Uh, so... We're going in the same direction. That, yes. that's, that, I'm, I'm glad we all got this figured out. So, our next goal... Is come up with a way to get these body parts back up. Why do you keep looking at me? (laughs) Because you're like the biggest that can probably, you know, drag something. So I'm trying to think of a way to harness you and let you drag. Can you lay down? Uh, No. (laughs) No, I can't. How big are the blades of grass? The blades of grass? Yeah, the grass that's around us. Like, how wide are they? Um, I mean, it's like wheat, so... They, they get thicker at the top. Okay. Uh, maybe, I don't know, three or four inches wide. So I was wondering, maybe we can weave, like, a, a thing to pile the stuff on and carry out. Really quickly. Is there still the goo on the ground? Mm-hmm. I'll just start taking the body parts and rolling them through the goo to make a big, giant goo ball body parts. Um, we'll say it's hardened at this point, because it was pretty, like, rapidly hardening. So I'm just throwing uh, body parts at the goo. <laughs> well, we'll say, like, there's a point where Iokus is, like, looking at him, trying to figure out how he can glue this into one bundle, and he looks over, and there's a fine assortment of, like, torn and shredded clothes and things like that. Like, you could... Yeah. There's probably a cloak over there somewhere that you could wrap everything in. This is not how I imagine my day going. Yeah, you, oh, you either? You know what sounds very nice right now? Not making any money at a tavern. Shannara shrugs and says, Hey, 
The thing just said make money for walking. I didn't expect this. You, okay. Really? So, really? can anybody get us back to the road? Yeah, I can. I mean, can yeah, I can see? see over the grass. Yeah, okay. it's, it's over there. Let's, let's <laughs> start heading to the road. Alright. Uh, we'll what we can. Where are we going, though, once we get to the road? Well, she, she, she holds out a Shinara holds out the the map and says, "Well, there's supposed to be a way station. I don't know, two miles that way." Okay. And and how long till oh. dark? That way. Okay. Uh, so, You're the major person. Yeah. So basically, she she points oh. west, and you guys came from the east. Maybe maybe thirty minutes have passed since you left Overlook. Okay. So it's still like nine in the morning. Okay. Okay. As we're walking, I'm just going to randomly grab up grass. Did we bring a wagon or anything with us? No. Nope. No. So uh, how are we going to get more people's? Uh, I'll carry, I'll take my staff that I did not use in combat and tie the bodies. Two two bundles of bodies, carrying it like the buckets of water. This is much more macabre than I than I ever saw this entire entire outing ever be. Truly, should I need a hand? No, thank you. I have two already. Uh, Thank you, Shinar, for this wonderful idea. We can get a leg up. (laughs) Just trying to get a hand. Okay, put some back. He really is an uncle, isn't he? (laughs) So kind of kind of on that note, like the pieces you have are not particularly big. That upper torso bit is probably the biggest piece by far. Everything else has been shredded. Yeah. It looks like a wild animal got a hold of it. I mean technically it did. No, like the ants were probably bringing the pieces back. The the ants look like they were bringing pieces back. They would have snipped off bigger chunks. Yeah, this doesn't look like uh, mandibles ripped. It's like it looks like something with claws and teeth tore these people apart. That's the point when you say that about being macabre. Erethus is like, I, well, for starters, I don't know where I'm at or what's going on, but this is not how we do things in my country. And I am disturbed, to say the least. Yeah, join the club. Uh, what country would that be? Uh, the finest of countries. Go so. on. <laughs> he looks around. Everyone's staring like, yeah, and? Like, like, he looks down at his armor, and look, looks up at you, looks down at his shield, looks up at you guys. Has something happened to the great golden empire? Is Asonia no more? Hmm. Hmm. Wait. Wait, you are a long way from home. I mean, so are we. Well, he's even longer. That's true. So... Is that the human island? Yes. Oh shit. Do, do you say oh shit or do you just think it? No, I say oh shit. He uh, looks at you. Is there a problem, friend? Yes, there is a big problem. Your people ran me from my home. I had to live among the fucking centaurs because of your fucking people. Uh, uh, now, now, I'm certain he had nothing to do with it. Oh, no. I'm sure he did. All humans are alike. He looks at the rest of you and says, uh, as far as I'm aware, the Minotaurs still live in peace in the labyrinths. That was ages ago. He looks at you guys. Define ages ago. 
they teach this stuff in history class and you know we kind of start tuning it out because it's been so long yeah like as far as your people are concerned that was like thousands of years ago well that was uh, a matter of millennia yes it was uh it's pretty well known that the uh the humans of Asonia drove out the, uh, other races how bizarre you said the Great Golden Empire, though. It's it's changed, hasn't it? Are you asking me, the GM? You, the GM. No, it is still technically the Great Golden Empire. They still worship the sun, as they've always done. Like I said, for your people, that happened long, long ago. Okay. In, in its most technical sense, yes, it's still around. It's not... Not the same. Not the same thing, though the okay. principles are the same. Well, in any case, it, it seems that he... Is not privy to the goings on of his country of the last one to two thousand years. As an aside, that probably sounds odd to you guys that I said I lived with the centaurs. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he strokes his his fine mustache. Says you've given me much to ruminate upon. I don't suppose you'd be willing to turn over that statue. Not that I don't trust you with it. I would just prefer to be in command of my own fate. So I don't know humans yeah. have to be that old. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, on one condition. Can, and Galdrian st- uh, takes a statue from Ardith, steps about five feet away from him, and says, Can you catch it? I want to see what happens. Says, I suppose, as long as it's not going away from me. And he tosses it. Uh, gently, five feet uh, to to Arthas. Arthas catches it, and when he does, the eye on the on the statue shield opens up. Oh, is, that is that is most disturbing. It is a blazing red, angry eye. So just think like solid color, no no iris. And then after a second or two of him, you know, holding it up, looking at it. It does that weird, like, eyeball roll-around thing, and there's just an open red dragon's eye with the, the slit pupil. You know, it's just, like, fiery red in the center and then yellows as it goes out. He looks at it. All right. And then just stuffs it in a bag. He, he looks at you guys. I'm going to pretend that I did not see that. I would... Uh, like to, but I'm afraid that I cannot. Uh, would you care to explain why uh, when this statue gets thrown, you get sent across the room, and why when we hand it to you, it, uh, it did that? Well, I'm no arcane scholar, and he starts walking basically west, the way you guys were headed, and says, but if I had to imagine just a reason for this behavior would be that somehow I am intrinsically bound to this device. Ah. So you do not know. So if we... I believe that's what I said. Yes. If we rub on it, do you give us wishes? I don't remember specific details, but suffice to say I am not a djinn. Last I checked. Perhaps you should ask me to make a wish for you. Nah. I think he did something bad and this is his punishment. They should have killed him. Hmm. It is possible. I can't say I remember specificities. You can't just kill someone because you think they might have done something bad. No, but I know. You don't know. 
even if someone well, did yeah. something bad, doesn't mean that they a good person can still do a bad thing and not deserve to die. Uh-huh. He, uh, when you say look at him, he stops and turns, like holds up both arms. You may inspect me if you wish. Uh-huh. What kind of weapon do you have? He holds out a sword. Like, it looks like a sword, and whenever he holds it out... So think of, like, your basket-hilted swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he holds it out, it actually extends out the back and out the front and becomes a spear. Okay. And then holds up a shield. I'm gonna knock on the shield. Sounds like it's made out of metal. It, it is a, a black metal. I'm gonna kind of push the shield away just a little bit and knock on his chest. It is very finely made leather armor, so it kind of like thuds okay, so when you knock it. Metal. Okay. Uh huh. So you so so. You didn't do anything wrong, but you have all this nice armor and weapon and shield and and everything. As I recall, these were gifts from my parents. In my forest, people like that are off to war. He looks down at himself. Like what? Armed and armored? Yes. And shield and he fancy weaponry. Takes his spear and gestures at each of you and goes, by that logic you are all off to war. I'm not. I think what she's I'm just be, using her argument. I think what she's getting at, she's a little overdressed uh, for just traveling. This armor is very comfortable. Uh-huh. It was hand-tailored for me. Which is why it's comfortable. Uh, Precisely. It looks actually rather dashing. Yeah, it's got, like, now that you can take a moment to look at it, it's got very nice engravings of, like, semi-mythical creatures. Uh, but a lot of dragons. Basically, it's obviously very expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. So, people traveling through my forest like that is usually some type of rich royalty. Did you steal from them and this is your punishment? No, as I was previously interrupted in the midst of explaining, I received this as a gift from my parents who are, as you put it, nobility. Well, that explains it. He's a, he's a wandering noble who has... Ah, you're making a name for yourself. Proving them that you are as good as you think you are. I feel I've already done that. But I can't give you a specific example as to why I feel that. Ah, then maybe you're on your way home. Hmm. I seem to keep encountering these gaps in my memory. Everything's a little blurry. Huh. No, that, that explains why he why he doesn't remember the uh, the Golden Empire evicting the Minotaurs. And I'm sorry, did you say that you were spending time with the Centaurs? Uh, last yes. I recall, those <coughs> Centaurs are quite a nasty bunch. Oh, no, they're very friendly. Hmm. To you, baby. Lots of good friends there. Now, that that is a most disturbing statement. Those people, he looked like he was about to say something worse, have been a scourge against mine for time immemorial. Nobody survives going there. Lots of good people there. It's just like my forest. 
Not very many survived my force. Sounds nice. So how did you survive the centaurs? I've heard stories. And you won't hear mine. Wow. I wonder if they thought that he was uh, that he was one of them, but was missing the entire back end. No, they're very smart and savage. Oh. To strangers. He's just not. Mm, what's the word? Humanoid. And that probably like wants to like him. You guys round uh, one last corner, and there uh, up ahead is basically like a, a wooden fence, maybe waist high to to Ardith, maybe like three feet. It's what maybe like chest high to you. It's knee high to you, and there is basically like every wooden post has a torch sconce on it, and there's just two, maybe three small buildings that are made of wood that look like basically, what would you call them? Um, not lean-tos, like the shanty style building. And there's a person sitting on top of them. We'll say it's a it's a he. Uh, he has sort of yellowish-green skin. As you guys approach, he, he looks over your way. And he just has these big, big eyes and no like no mouth or nose his hair if you think of the way that like the green part of a cornstalk looks and like the way it comes out and bends over that's what his hair looks like he appears to be made of plant he's got a, a crossbow just he's sitting in a chair on top of one of these little little buildings with a crossbow in his lap and when he sees you guys he just Gives you a big wave. And then goes back to looking around. So not to alarm anyone. But I just had a question. I've never seen these people before. If I ate them, would that be murder? Uh, most certainly yes. Let's just go with yes. I wonder what he tastes like. No. Well, I'm certain that if you uh, buy him dinner first, you might find (laughs) out. Only you. Only you. From, from up on top of the building, you hear him say, like, you, you see where his mouth would be moved, but he has no mouth. I have excellent hearing. Uh, I can hear you, you know. Great. Can you answer the question? I'm <laughs> uh, just going to facepalm over here. He says, well, I suppose that depends on how you feel about killing sentient and sapient creatures. Well, I didn't say you'd be dead. I suppose that depends on how you feel about eating sentient and sapient creatures. Amongst my people, it is a taboo. I did live among the centaurs, so... Like, that's that's not me saying that. Like, I, I, could, I could see him being somewhat uncertain. He, uh, says, uh... No, I won't eat you. Oh, that is most excellent. I'm afraid I'm tough and fibrous. I would don't, be most you don't have to sweet talk me. I, <laughs> I, I already would, said I wasn't going to eat you. I would be most unpleasant. Uh, however, I do have a cousin who is made out of flowers. Does he owe you money? No. <laughs> I also have a cousin who uh, is mostly cactus. So there's that. Anyway. Cactus can be tasty. Huh? I take it. I hear uh, sure. You're all the ones who signed up for the short patrol today? Yep. Yes, and we happen to have uh, some bodies. 
I was wondering, but with the way he was talking, I wasn't sure if that was just his thing. Um, That's a fair statement. No, I I present the staff full of two dead body, uh, two bags of bodies, and be like, "Oh, I don't want that here." Uh, Do you want it? I'm just here to sign off on your route. Uh, Uh, If you would like something to drink or snack on, no. No, Galdrin points at Iacus and is like, no. Iacus closes his mouth. <laughs> he, uh, I am he, shocked. He actually says, I, I might have something you like. Okay. Uh, and he hops down, goes into one of the storage units, uh, one of the buildings, which is a storage unit, and uh, comes back out, and he's got this paper-wrapped like brick that's maybe three by three. He's, Here you go, big guy. He just huh. tosses it to you. Oh, thank you. I like it. What was your name? You couldn't pronounce it. What do they call you? Uh, most people don't. Uh, let's just say you can call me... I'll call you Al. Thank let's you, Al. not. Uh, I'm... Oh, what would a good name be for? And I don't say you people. <laughs> lightly. I, you know, I like the color green. So you can call me Green. Alright. Thank you, Green. I appreciate the uh, the gift, and I am sorry that I asked about eating you. That's I, all right. I still wonder, though. <laughs> yes, well, uh, it'll, it'll keep you up at night, but I promise you that the food that Suna cooks... Mm. Immaculate. And he, he, like, yeah, he gestures to that bar. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I started uh, eating because, I mean, no offense, but you seem pretty tame. There's actually a uh, species native to the caldera who both physically and religiously delight in dismembering and imbibing my people. There could be some right out there in the tall grass right now, so I would watch for them. And you seem much nicer than them, on account of actually talking and not trying, not to instantly trying to murder me. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace. Well, we do need to sign off. Oh, yes. Uh, hold on just a second. And he goes into a different storage and comes out with a quill and pen, uh, a quill and ink bottle, and he's like, let me see your map. Shinara hands it over to him. And he goes, I count one, two, three, four, five, six of you. And he like signs off that six of you appeared and kind of like looks up at the sky. Eh. And writes down a time. Uh, and then hands the map back to Shinara and goes, You can turn that into uh, who's the commander these days? Proud Scream? Mm, yes. Is he still there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can turn that into him. Unless you would like to join me for a rest. Uh, I, I probably could use a, a little bit of a rest. Uh, we had a bit of a scuffle with some ants, and I'm, I'm a little worn down. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'll do it. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, but some of the wildlife here grows immense, and some of it doesn't. There are actually normal-sized ant beds, but I, I know they I've seen ones easily as big as a horse. Well, these ones were about uh, canine-sized. Oh. Probably won't do much, but I filled in their bed. No, they'll, they'll dig it out. Oh, without a doubt. But, if you don't mind marking it on that map, I'm sure the commander would appreciate knowing 
we have a we have a hazard between here and Overlook. Yes, uh, I recommend cleansing fire. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no! Shakes his head and says, "We get grass fires out here all the time, and they ravage the plains." Controlled burn. Expanding. Foam. That's very difficult. Uh, then douse it all with holy water. <laughs> um, there's some logistical issues with that. I think it's it's hard getting enough holy water. You know, that's that's a conversation for a whole other time. I imagine it's quite hard to get anything up here. He uh, he pulls himself back out, like just climbs up the the side of the building up onto the roof, gets his crossbow and sits back down in his chair. And just, well, that's part of the patrol's job is to keep the route clear, keep the road safe. Helps get stuff to um, Cardinal, to my ear, way over in the uh, Goliath lands. Anyway, and he kind of like gestures to the whole thing. He goes, oh, that was the the Tin Silver Tour. <laughs> You're more than welcome to stay, though. I'm afraid this is the only chair, and I called called it. Well, what, what do you all think? Uh, should we uh, should we head out, or... Uh... It's still morning, right? Yeah, it's still... Uh, at this point, it's probably like 10, 15, 10.30. It's pretty early. Shannara, how, how much farther do we have left to go? She looks at the map and goes, Well, I think this is it, because there's only one dot, and he signed off on it. Well, then I suppose we can just go ahead and head back. Call it a, call it a day early. Maybe a... Maybe a uh... Why not go through some of the wilderness on the way back, see if we can find any others that are... Uh, that have fallen. Well, uh, if I mean, y'all are... were looking for money, so I would think it would benefit us to make a little bit extra route as long as we're back before dark, they kept saying. Uh, Yellow Green's going to open up that bag that you picked up full of the Queen's Gems. About how much is in there? Um, so there's probably... Let's talk about money for a second. So money in... Uh, this world is pressed silver pieces. Um, each silver piece is an ounce, and it is more akin to like a tiny, tiny little bar, like a very thin, flat bar. Uh, so you can stack a bunch of them on top of each other. There are forty of those, so forty silver pieces worth of that. Those bars can be subdivided if you need to pay less than an ounce of silver for something. Mm-hmm. How much does the guard give us? You still have those bags. Yeah, we haven't looked yet. We haven't looked in them. Okay. There's probably another 13, 13 silver worth of pieces, which is to say if we were playing d d it would be copper pieces. There are three bags of small brown gems. Eh, they're probably not worth much. Maybe 10, 10 silver for each bag. And then there is an actual bag of gold pieces like actual minted coins and when you open it up pull one out it's got three dragon heads minted on each side and it looks old it's got that weathered uh, and now actually this is a good point to talk about Uh, like I said the in this world the standard unit of currency is the silver is silver one ounce of silver all the books are listed in gold pieces. In this setting, gold is very rare for some reasons that we haven't gotten into yet. Silver is the standard currency, so 
if an item says it's worth 250 gold pieces in the book, it's worth 250 silver pieces in this setting. So just something to keep in mind so you don't think I'm undervaluing these guys' performance and paying them pennies. There are actual gold coins. I will say, without a doubt, you recognize like the three dragon matriarchs. Like everyone knows where the dragons come from because they're at the center of the world. And everyone knows that there's dragons of different colors, and that's probably them. is going to hold up one of the coins and look at it and say, oh, this is uh, quite unusual. I don't normally, uh, we don't normally find gold uh, here uh, with the three dragon matriarchs on it. Any of you recognize this coin? I'll kind of show it to everyone. Uh, Erethus holds out his hands, if you don't mind. He uh, looks at it, spits on the ground, hands it back to you, and goes, Oh, yes, I know who those are. Yes, uh, well, you know who uses coins like this? He points at the coin and goes, Them. Uh, In their vanity, they mint gold in their image. Uh, Yes, well, uh, these are quite old. Mm. They are hoard coins made for the fat lizards to lie upon in their courts. Well, these fat lizards appear to have uh, misplaced some of them. Uh, might be a uh, good bit of providence for us in that. He holds out a hand and says, I don't wish to direct your lives, but nothing good has ever come of anyone who spends a hoard coin. I wasn't necessarily thinking of spending it. I was thinking perhaps melting it down into something a little more tasteful. No. Perhaps you misunderstand my meaning. A dragon does not add a coin to its hoard that it does not know the whereabouts of. If that coin ever leaves its hoard. Right, so... So its owner is going to uh, try to find it at some point? I would imagine so. And then he kind of like looks up at the sky with a puzzled look on his face. Forgive me. I have nothing to back that up, and I actually don't know how I know that. So, don't forget these four bags. Oh, yes. What, what, what did we get paid for uh, taking this job, as it were? Uh, because uh, we have two, two individuals who were not uh, privy to that, and uh, one of them was being tossed about, and the other was... Uh, was smashing ants into uh, chutney. <laughs> I would like to uh, redistribute the wealth, so to speak. Erethus holds up a hand and goes, don't take this the wrong way, but I have my own coinage. Uh, not that I distrust yours, it's just that I did not do anything in that battle aside from, as you so eloquently put it, get tossed around. You know, I have a little need for coin. You, know? <laughs> you, you open them up and Basically, in tenth ounce pieces, is twenty five silver. In each bag. Yes. So you have a total of one hundred silver. If you were going to distribute that, it'd be twenty five each. Well, this has been a somewhat lucrative uh, journey so far. But as Iacus put it, there could still be other threats in the wilderness, and I do not like the idea of more people uh, stumbling upon dangerous insects or or uh, things that like to eat people or 
Green shouts down, I never said they like to eat people. I said they like to eat my people. Your type of people. What do you mean by your type of people? <laughs> and then he laughed. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Well, uh, what do you say? Let's look at that map. What would be a a modestly adventurous path back to over? Shannara pulls out the map and says, well, I mean, you could go that way. And she points out west past this way station. And it's like it cuts back and then circles around to the south. But it doesn't really go anywhere. Says, or you could do this one and it cuts around to the north. Uh, which actually it dawns on me that I have a map uh, right here. If I don't mind getting minis off of it. Let's see if we can flip this. Beautiful, beautiful news. Yeah. For those listening at home, I have a poster board size map of this caldera. So you guys left Overlook here, mm-hmm. and you went about here. And so she's saying you can either circle around this way and come back. Uh, there's some roads that head down south. Or you can circle around and go up through Dust Room, which is probably about another 10 or 15 miles round trip. Let's do that. Yes, sir. If we get caught out, then we can stop in Dust Room. That does seem slightly more uh, hospitable. And we've, we've got time, as long as we all stick together. Uh, Don't get too distracted. Yes, yes. No, no getting distracted by my dazzling good looks. We're safe. <laughs> Don't worry. No getting distracted by uh, by artists' stunning good looks either. <laughs> Some of us don't float that way. Her her father sent me to protect her. I would stab all of you. Wandering bra- bards. <laughs> well, that is hardly uh, necessary. She is actually protecting me. Oh, yes. Of as long as he keeps his hands to himself, we're fine. <laughs> Yes, you have made that very clear. Which, which is bizarre, because not once have I attempted to uh, to woo or court you. Thank God. I'm offended. So, the trip north, basically, like, as you leave, Green kind of waves to you, and then changes the direction of his chair back to where it was. The path north is much of the same. Like, you look left, you look right, you're surrounded by tall grass. Even Iacus, at some points, like, there's no... Paths. There's just grass as far as you can see. There's a couple of times where the grass somewhere up ahead or behind you will just like shuffle, 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 shuffle. And it's really hard to tell if that's a person, a thing. A couple of times you actually come across wandering individuals. And mostly they're in a group like you. Usually two to three people. Every now and then there'll be something that stands out, like one of those plant people. But for the most part, there's just a bunch of elves, a bunch of dwarves, and after seven, so let's say maybe like two hours, so it's around lunchtime, you get to Destroom, which is likewise surrounded by a wooden fence, and basically the grass has been cut back maybe five feet, just all around it, 
there's short wooden buildings, uh, with the exception of one two-story building, which likewise has one of those plant people standing on top of it, or sitting on top of it. And then there's just this, it's like the side of the building is covered in ivy, and uh, next to the two-story building is another building covered in ivy, and it has uh, all kinds of flowers growing out of the roof. And then there's another big, low, squat wooden building. And you can clearly hear some music coming out of there, and you can smell things uh, being cooked in there. The the plant person on top of the, the building, like Seagull, waves, and sort of out of, we'll say, the shadow of one of these buildings comes this elf. He, uh, he has green hair that's tied back in a ponytail. Um, he's very pale-skinned, and he uh, just comes up to you guys and says, Not for nothing. And I really hate to put a damper on what you're going on there, big guy. <laughs> but do you mind if I ask why you're just carrying sacks of body parts. I assume it's body parts and like there's just blood staining everything. Because you can take it how you want, but that's mighty suspicious. Oh, we didn't do that. We we are uh, we covered those and we were trying to uh, give them a proper Oh you're some of the suckers I mean adventures that uh, the guard hired for patrol duty, right? Yes, we're, we're the sucker adventurers. Yeah, yeah, nice, good, good job. Great, and he kind of gives you that, like, yeah, punch in the shoulder. Says, you, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'll uh, shuffle my staff and let the body parts just kind of drop there. Oh, no, 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 you, you can't, you can't do that. That's actually illegal here. We don't. We don't have a place to bury those. We're turning them in. No, not not here. Aren't you part of the guard? I mean, yes, but so we can turn them into you. No. Well, the, the the graveyard is back in Overlook. What you don't understand is we are going to turn them into you if you continue on like this. Oh no! I mean, you just have to understand. It's not often that we see a him. Mm-hmm. With uh, just two handfuls of blood, and don't take this the wrong way, but you all look a little rough. I'm just doing my job, protecting the town. Of course, of mm-hmm. course, we did ours as well. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. You can uh, turn those in at Overlook, and I'm sure they'll be happy to pay you. Can mm-hmm. we make him look rough too? No, no. no. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I I wouldn't recommend that. And he kind of just like points over there. There's a man that's basically got a foot on Iacus. Damn. Uh, and he's gray-skinned. He's got these, like, splotchy... Think of him, like, super pale skin. Like, uh, if you've ever seen caliche dust, like what that does to your skin, mm-hmm. he's super pale like that, and he's got these brown splotches all over him, bald-headed, and he is stacked. Mm-hmm. And he's leaning against a, a tree in the middle of town. Because uh, I don't think you want to start anything. Mm. We're just trying we to. We could take them. <laughs> she's. I was just trying to turn in the parts. You, you, you'll have to forgive her. She's a little feisty. We were uh, making our rounds before we headed back to Overlook. Don't treat me like a child. Oh, don't, I'm not feisty. Don't get me wrong. Quite we feisty. could take them. I, I'm sure Gavik would love to arm wrestle you, 
but... Alright, let's go. You? <laughs> I want to see he her said. arm wrestle. Right, he said. He points it, I guess. Uh, I meant him, but I'm sure Gavik would love to arm wrestle you as well. Gavik, come here! Only the big guy. Come on, Gavik. This I want to see. Gavik walks over. Yeah. This guy's saying you'd like to arm wrestle. It's been a long day. We want some entertainment. You want to arm wrestle? Um, I'll put a silver on it. Put a beer on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could use a little bit of uh, a little bit of he, background music. He gets a, he Is gets, that a tavern over there? Yeah, he gets a big smile. Mmm, common house. Yes. And he just walks over, and he has to, like, stoop. Once, uh, once he gets in, he's stooped over, and then he sits at a uh, the chairs here are just barrels, and yeah. the tables are barrels with boards laid over them. And he sits down. Are we leaving the body parts with our green hair? Oh yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I conveniently <laughs> forget them right now. Before the last of you walks away, he's like, "You're going to have to do something about that." Uh, we'll get in in a minute. Uh, come, come on, watch. You, you wanted some entertainment too. He, you, you go to walk away, and he, he looks at the three. He's like, "No, seriously, <laughs> you're going to have to move that." <sighs> Galgrim goes ahead and sighs and picks up one of the bags as well. I'm doing my part. Well, I know where we lost our stick up. <laughs> uh, you you likewise have to stoop once you get in. It probably has to go in sideways with the horns. Uh, Gavik sits down, and by the time he sits down, this waitress comes by with basically his usual, which is a pitcher, just like a whole pitcher. Yeah. And then he goes, mm, two. And she, oh, okay. Goes and brings a second pitcher and sets it down. And he gestures to the opposite side. Of course. She brings the second pitcher. And he, he hands you the one that she handed him. Uh-huh. And then he takes that one. First, Cheers. We drink. <laughs> and he just, like, slams the whole thing back. Same. Arm wrestle? Yes. And he just puts massive... Massive hand up. Mm. Uh, I was going to see if I could do something to uh, tip the odds, but you know what? I think I think it should be a fair. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your strength? Uh, plus three. Nothing three. fantastic. So go ahead and make me a strength roll. Thirteen. Thirteen. Your Your hand is probably about the same size as his, so you match up. He lets you just go to town, and then just wham. No, he's very slowly. <laughs> Pushes you down. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Best two out of three. <laughs> yes. Another beer. He uh, like looks around. I mean, the place is basically empty. All right. Yeah, I'll use my less proficient hand. <laughs> Put his other arm up there. Uh, Let's go another shirt check. Oh no, that's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have drank first. <laughs> yeah, so you guys slam, slam back another pitcher of beer each. And then he uh, does the same thing and just very slowly pushes your arm to the to the table. That looks a good very, attempt. That looks very relaxing. Do you mind if I try? <laughs> if you'd like. And then he orders two more pitchers of beer. Uh, thank you. Uh, 
He messes it up and then he's like, I can do this. We're gonna have to he, carry him out of here. He starts uh <laughs> he starts downing it and he's downing it, he gets about like halfway. It's like, <clears throat> I'm okay, I'm okay. And he's going to uh he's going to try to uh drink all of the beer using his experience as a wandering minstrel who partied very hard. Yeah, I'll I'll let you drink it. It's nothing special. Alright. And then uh he's uh, going I, I will tell you. This is going to be significantly harder for you than this guy is. <laughs> Just due to size difference. That is a ten. <laughs> no, uh, basically, he holds out his hand with two fingers or something. Because that's about the size of your hand. And as you start, like, you start pushing, and then you realize like he's not actually pushing back against you. And he sits there, and he's just wanted to make you feel accomplished. <laughs> no, no, no. And he slowly pushes your hand down. And he holds up a, he holds up a hand. I'm sorry, can't do another. I'm on duty. No, that was uh that was fun. Let's but, do it again sometime. Yeah, he gives you both like a big clap on the back. Good times. Yes. And steps back outside. He basically like steps out, straightens up, and then walks around the corner and you feel the building creak as he, as he <laughs> leans against, against it. it yeah. uh, One day I will, I will manage to move his hand a little bit. Okay. The That elf has been standing outside. How'd that go for you? Not terrible. I uh, got two beers out of it. Yeah, uh, you know. Gavik likes to... Uh, Likes to shower his friends with affection, and if he paid for your beers, he must like you. <laughs> did he yeah. pay for the beers? No, I, I, yes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh. He, he ordered them, paid for them. Oh, well, that's nice. Well, uh, I'll get the next round for him at some point. Uh, all right, let's take these bodies back to over. Is there somewhere that you would recommend that we stop uh, before we leave? Any sites to see? Any. Any, uh, any... Anything neat, Slyon? Out here? No. No, no. We're we're pretty simple. We're mostly just a way station. I mean, if you want to head west to Cardinal, maybe... I don't want to carry these bodies all the way to Cardinal. Oh, no, I doubt you could make it there tonight. You, well, you just asked for things to see. If you want to head out to Lake Malebo, you could probably get in on the stoat. Uh, but if you're having to take patrol jobs, and don't take this the wrong way, you probably can't afford it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you take a job not because you need the money, but because uh, you're in bored. You're, you're just... Artists said you needed the money. We didn't need I it didn't that badly. Shannara just... Oh! Uh, what was it? While you were doing, oh. doing that, and she just hands you a box. Uh-huh. Here you go. I unpack Dad's gift. What was it? Well, how interested are you in preserved things? How many dead animals were there? Animals implies a whole creature. Okay, animal parts. Oh, enough. Okay. Oh, so for like dinner? No. No. Unless you can cook like, and she pulls out something. I think this is maybe basilisk tongue suspended in kerosene. 
Mm, I mean, we could try it. No. Have you tasted kerosene before? Probably not. (laughs) You don't want to. No, but you know the smell of, like, turpentine, and that's pretty close. Oh, God. Um, Right. Well, uh... These things are pickled in things that no one should touch. Well, I mean, you have to touch them to make things, but... Unless you're an alchemist with proper protection. Well, I heard some music. Uh, Was there music playing in the tavern? Uh Uh-huh. It's coming from the corner. There's basically just a crank uh, music box that someone has made a little gear system around and it looks like it like winds up and then unwinds itself and plays the music until someone winds it back up again. Shannara says, don't take it the wrong way, but I peeked in your box. I had to, to make sure it didn't have anything... That was for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't take anything out of it, did you? No. Are you sure? That's a you and dad thing. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stand up and play your loot? Yeah, I'm going to accompany the music box for a little bit. So while he's doing that, I'm going to check out the box. Yeah, Shannara is doing that thing where she's like hovering over you, waiting for you to open it so that... She, she wants to see too? Yeah. Or she wants to see the look she on her face? She wants to see your look on her face. You've seen those color palettes where it's the... Think like watercolors where it's the, pig, the paint pigments and the little squares. Mm-hmm. So the box is maybe two foot by a foot tall. Uh, so like shoebox, like a gigantic shoebox size. Uh-huh. And it's just layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of paints, and then the top is just all kinds of pre-measured horse hairs mm-hmm. for brushes, and then like pre-chiseled charcoal, wood- graphite, whatever. Yeah, it's it's basically like those uh, those boxes of like markers. Pastels. Oh yeah, like the pre-made art kits. Yeah, yeah. it's it's basically like that, but better quality. Yeah, but these are all like hand-picked, and he he honestly probably made these pigments himself for his own use. To send to you. Oh, hello, my daddy. Yeah, like this is probably stuff he took from his own workshop, packed up. And it's... Well, I better be watercolors, otherwise I'm trying to survive. And Shannara, as as you uh, unpack them, are are you actually showing any emotion, or are you just kind of methodically going through the? For Ardith, her her face is. If anybody knows Ardith well enough, the the resting bitch face is softening into a smile. And, uh, Shinar- she might be sure enough just to eat it. Yeah, Shinara's like, oh, she likes it. She likes it. Swatter. That's okay. Uh, Dad said I had to share this with you. you know, even though it was in my box. Uh huh. And she pulls out. There's probably room in your box. She pulls out these wax papers. Uh-huh. And there's like taffies and butterscotches and hard candies and things like that. Okay, we're not telling anybody about this. Okay, this is, this is you and me. Zips or lips? The box is not getting any. Galdrin's not getting any. Those are the uh, Maybe we'll share with I. I Maybe. You two go over that for a while. The the music. Galdrin plays along with it for a while. What do, what do you two do? I guess is out there chilling and swapping stories with the giant. Yeah, he's not particularly talkative. Uh, what you get out of him is that he he came from uh, the jungles and uh, was was getting away from some unspecified trouble there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you press him on it, he just kind of closes it off. 
that, that green-haired elf really doesn't hang around once he sees y'all are kind of doing your own thing. That plant person up on the roof is watching you guys really intently, but mostly because you're like the only interesting thing that's happened here in a while, and nobody, like you wouldn't talk to the other two guys, but didn't come to talk to her. I've had bad experiences with plant people so far. Yeah, Gabriel will go talk to her if he notices her. Depends on how long you guys want to stay in town. Probably, uh, probably an hour. Probably an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Lunch, rest a little bit. Yeah. yeah. At, at some point, she probably does come into the into the common house, and you can see that she's got uh, very dark green skin with these sort of like blackish purple streaks, and on top of her head, where her hair would be is a uh, white and black and purple flower. And she kind of has, like, little cactus nettles, but, you know, those really, like, soft, bendy ones that cactus is. It's kind of like that. Yeah, not the ones that, that poke into you. They... As she passes by, she, uh, like, gives you a nod, goes up, orders some kind of soup, and then takes it and just, like, leans against the bar watching you guys and drinking her hot soup. Galdrian, being a bard, and always being one to to uh, be a social butterfly, will uh, casually stow his loot and uh, stride up to the bar and say, uh, I don't believe we've met. Unless... Well, you've been here for like an hour, mm-hmm. and I've been up on top of the, the guard post for like an hour, so I'd say you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are? My name is Galdrian, and what is your name? Oh. You couldn't pronounce it. And she gestures to the like the top of her head and goes, uh, Most of your kind call me Dahlia. That's uh, lovely to meet you, Dahlia. Uh, is that a name that you would like being called, or is there one that you would prefer? I mean, it's not my name, but mm-hmm. I suppose it'll do unless you have um, specific throat parts. Your kind are difficult. Uh, well, uh, I can I can make a lot of beautiful noises, uh, but I would hate to uh, butcher your, your name, but I would love to hear it. She looks at you, and her mouth opens, and you just hear this kind of like cicada buzz that's right at the bottom of your registry. Just, did you get that? I did. Lovely name. To my ears, anyway. She sips her hot soup. So, I'm sure the uh, the other two gave you the what for. Oh, yes, about the uh, about the bag of bits that we are carrying about. Rather. Yeah, you should probably do something about that. Yes, we don't have a lot of laws out here, but proper storage of dead bodies is one of them. We'll be taking them back to uh, Overlook shortly. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, don't let them short you on, you know, like they get a commission from the city for every body they bury, so keep that in mind. Ah, well, thank you for the advice. Uh, part of why we came this way was uh, we were going to see if there were any more disturbances in the area. We, uh, we encountered some uh, rather nasty ants that had been taking these... Uh, Poor souls back to their uh, nest, and oh yeah, it happens. Uh, just 
uh, figured we would do our due diligence and see if there were any other uh, any other threats in the area, any disturbances, uh, missing individuals. Oh, there's always missing individuals. People who go out after dark when they shouldn't, stay out too late, uh, cross the wrong person. Now you never can tell. The waters around believe they have all kinds of strange properties and it's my personal opinion that that's what's making the wildlife the way it is you've got your normal antelope and large cats but sometimes you get one with spiky bits or that can uh, breathe poison or something strange so you never know but it's good advice just stick to the paths right I'll keep that in mind thank you uh, have you uh, been stationed here long? Oh, uh, no. I, I joined the, the guard, I don't know, a year or two ago. What brought you to it? I wanted out of Belieb. Walk the caldera, they said. Make money, they said. And then they parked me here. Yes, it uh, doesn't seem particularly uh, lively here. What's Belieb like? Busy. Tall. Verdant. Well, I, I do so like the color of the green, but mm. uh, there are some green parts to it, especially outside the city. It's one of the few places you'll find trees around here. Well, well, and she kind of points like off, and there's some scrub trees, and uh, some, you know, maybe like ten, twelve foot tall trees, but nothing huge. Mm-hmm. Definitely nothing like Suna has seen <coughs> in her forest. Galdrian isn't so much flirting as he is just trying to, uh, as he is just trying to make a good impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's, you know, a little, little strikey outy with his party, but he's not. I want to make it clear he is not flirting with this woman. Just trying to have a, a very uh, pleasant conversation and try to find out a little bit more about her. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't really give up any information about herself. And after maybe two or three more minutes, she finishes her soup and sets it down and goes, well, break's over. Uh, yes, well. And we should probably get going as well. Uh, hmm. uh, lovely chat. Uh, just, uh, nice. just to add you to the register, you said you were Galdrian? Yes. I didn't catch their names. Oh, uh, their names are uh, Shinara... She points, she points to Ardith when you say that? No, no, no. no. That, that, that's that's Ardith. Oh. That's Shannara. Oh. You can tell that she's Ardith because she's the one that that, that would, looks like she would stab you if you crossed her, but she's really quite fluffy. Uh, and then uh, that one with the tail and what with the fur and everything, that is Suna. Oh. And she like, pulls out a little piece of paper and starts scratching names. Uh, that's that... Uh, uh, the tall one is Iacus. Comes all the way from uh, the Five Star Authority. Mm, long way from home. Yes, well, uh, we all are quite a long ways from home. And uh, and that one there, a rather strange one. He's uh, we don't see many humans around these parts, but uh, he is. Claims he is from the Great Golden Empire of Asonia, but he doesn't have the uh, the seething, militant uh, 
militant streak to him that I would expect from that area. Yeah, and when when she points over at um, Arathus, he's like basically turning the statue end over end and like shaking it, doing basically the same things you guys did. Uh, and then he sets it down and just stares at it very intently. Then he pushes it back a little bit, and the eyeball pops open, and they just stare at each, stare at each other for a while. Then the eyeball closes, and, hmm, and takes it, and it like flips it upside down, stares at it. Nothing happens. Interesting. Takes it, sticks it back in his bag. Do you see what I mean? He likes to talk. We've been here this long, and he just talks. Yeah, I'd like to say, you know, Iacus and uh, Gavik have reached that, like, comfortable silence level where they're both just, just like, leaning against the tower, like, or the, the tavern, like... Uh, at which point Dahlia walks out. I'll, uh, I'll get you added to the registry. Nice to meet you. Right, uh, are we ready to go? Wherever you are. Tanara quickly stuffs something in her mouth and then, like, packs her, her bag like I was... I really want to poke that shield in the eye. You want to poke what? The shield in the eye. Whenever the <laughs> eyes open. Oh, that's... Poke it in the eye. Well, uh... Arathus, good man, we are uh, going to head back to Overlook if you would care to accompany us. Well, I suppose I don't have anywhere better to be until I regain some semblance of memory. Yes, well, uh, Overlook is a very lovely place. Uh, very exceptional mud. Ah, uh, yes. Exactly what one wants to hear in uh, their travel descriptions. Uh, we will we'll stop Come there. Come see us. Our <laughs> mud is famous. Yes, the most famous mud in all of the caldera. Uh, well, some people pay a lot of it, a lot, a lot of money to bathe in some of it. Maybe not here. It's like dirt, but wetter. Mm-hmm. He uh, gathers up his things and says, "I'm ready when you are." Then let us go. You guys, head out. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're gonna hoof it. Yep, <laughs> picking up the bodies. Gavik, you know, when you go, he gives you like that strong forearm handshake. Uh, Walks up to Galdrian. Galdrian, you 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 reach the wrist. Yeah, Galdrian is is pretty lanky or pretty long for an elf, but uh, so he he, he really puts his all into it. He's yeah. He, Gavik says uh, more lifting. <laughs> kind of gives you a gives you a pat. Like he's very he's not clumsy. And is very. Considerate with his pat and like pats you on the shoulder very gently. Uh, you were patting a, a baby puppy. Yeah, gives you gives you a wave and then leans back against the the common house. The trip back is a lot more of the same and takes you a couple of hours. So the sun is beginning to like go down in the sky, but it's not dusk yet. When you get back to Overlook, the guard at the gate. There's still two of them sees you holding a twin satchel of dead bodies and is like oh you can you can just take those and he sort of gestures along the wall so you just take those that way the cemetery's that way okay don't let them short you we know what's in those bags 
We know what we've got. Unfortunately, we know what we've got. <laughs> and, and you get, drip, drip. You get drip. to the, the cemetery. There's a mountaineer guard attendant there mm-hmm. um, who basically like, undoes the binding, looks in, and says, yeah, well, that tracks. And then he gives you a receipt for, we'll say, like, three or four bodies. It, 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 he goes, like, three. It's like, ah, uh, looks in the bags again. It's like, uh. From my yeah, experience. Four. Can I, can I uh, try and, like, talk him up to five? Uh, like, I, I was a wandering nomad with a halfling caravan, so. Maybe, maybe I picked up some haggling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I, I think I see five distinct different hands in that. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and uh, make me a charisma check. And right. You can apply your halfling. Yeah, I was going to say, I also have uh, medical training. I probably have some skill with determining the actual number of bodies. Sixteen? Uh, yeah, I'll say he's like, yeah, it seems reasonable. And marks it up to five. <laughs> we got... Four bodies. Three bodies. Four bodies. No, no. Make it five. I'm totally well, yeah, five. That's really what it is. It's like three, and he's like, ah, and he scratches it out and like goes to write four, and you're like, actually, I think I see a fifth hand in there. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Doesn't really like check your math or anything. Uh, but, you know, like while you're doing this, a, a uh, priest does come out and like start discussing the bodies with him and how best to divide them up for proper burial. Yeah. I saw one with scales in there. Don't know if that matters, but uh, somebody probably wants to know. Oh, they'll all be cremated. We okay, perfect. Just determining if we should sort them before or after. Be easier to sort it after because it's all dust, right? Well, it's the thought that counts in a lot of these ceremonies. Oh yes, of course. Uh, you know, a couple minutes later, Iocus comes back and he's got this slip of paper in his hand. You won't believe it, guys. I talked him up to five bodies. They were gonna give us three. <laughs> Shinara like looks at and she walks over to him, just kinda like putting her arms about the size of the things like five bodies. Really? Well, they weren't the entire thing. I mean I'm pretty certain I saw at least four different left hands in there. Mm. Before Galdrian talks us into doing this again tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, because this was my idea. Let's Maybe find some place to eat and find some place to stay. Sounds great. And maybe turn that in. Wait, unless that's money. Is that money? No, it's not money. Oh. Yeah, we should probably find a place to turn that in. Let's turn it in tonight. That was the plan. Sure. If there's anyone there to turn it into. Yeah. You, you go back to the center of town and Commander Proudscream is still running some some guys. It's a different group of guys, but he's running them in the courtyard. I've never seen this guy before. Um, yeah, so like I said, big, tall, broad shoulders, V-waist, just screaming out, marching drills. When he sees you standing there with this like piece of paper in your hand, he uh, points to one of... There's just a mountaineer guy hanging out. He's like, you can talk to him! And then he continues running. That guy sees you, takes the ticket, comes back. He's just got a little bag of silver pieces. They also didn't give me my starting bag. They didn't count me. Do you have a starting bag of pay? He uh, he looks at... I can clearly authorize. I brought you a ticket. He uh, looks at the register. And it's like, well, I'm showing we're all paid out for today. 
Everyone's accounted for. You're one of the last groups coming in. Thanks. <laughs> you tried. Very uh, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, bag of body money. Yeah, there's like another ten silver in there. Chopped into bits. Only two silver a body. Huh, not bad for a going rate of I what mean, we had. <laughs> it's it's basically what the, the clergy is paying to like convince people to turn in bodies for proper burials. We'll say as you guys are passing through town, Shannara just lets out this squee, just like oh and when you look there's Oh god. There's this uh tavern that's lit up and it's got two stools in front of the door. Mm-hmm. And so, I want you to imagine a full-size head of cabbage. Okay. And there's three of them, and they have arms and legs, and they're performing balancing acts with each other. And, <laughs> and they've got tiny little eyeballs on there. Like, any time someone comes near, they do some sort of weird little acrobatic stunt. Oh my. Why are all the sentient races so edible? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. A big, just sad cow's eye. Uh, but they're <laughs> tiny and they're cute and bite-sized. Sonara's like, Sonara <laughs> looks at him and is like, "I don't care what they're serving. We have to eat there." Okay. I hope it's not cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> she she just like you. Know, I hope it's not cabbage, and she goes, eh. <laughs> and, and just walks in. <laughs> Um, we'll say seated at one of the tables is that elephant guy from earlier. He he sees you guys come in, gives Galdrian the nod. He's sitting next to uh, an elf. He's <laughs> got uh, red hair. He's sitting next to a Goliath, who uh, or half giant, who is like crouched at the table because he's even taller than. Than the elephant guy, and uh, there's a woman with blue skin and pale blue hair, and she's covered in tattoos. And they're all kind of sitting together talking, and they just like look at you, see you, give you that like professional courtesy nod, and uh, that I think is where we're gonna wrap this episode. Now we've done a few episodes. Uh, how does uh, XP work in this system? All right, so. Uh, XP is not actually a thing in this system. Okay. It kind of operates under the... So, like, D&D and Pathfinder and games like that operate under the assumption of you kill more things, you get better. Mm -hmm. This does not. The way I'm running it is every character has what are called incremental advances, uh, which is to say at the end of every session, provided you... provided you accomplish something, uh, usually, if you accomplish something... Uh, you get to take an incremental advance. And what that is, is basically a forward on your next level's worth of stuff. So at the bottom of the character sheet, you can, for example, increase some icon relationships, which we'll get into here in just a second. You can take a feat from your next level. Uh, you can up your hit points as if you had gone to the next level. You can get, like, preemptively add your next level to your skills. So you would roll skills as if you were level 2 instead of level 1. Okay. Or you can start getting powers or spells from your next level. 
so right now, I think it follows the traditional D&D progression of, like, you get new spells and abilities at 1, 3, 5, 7, and 9. Why does it say extra magic item on there? True magic items mm-hmm. come with some caveats. Mm-hmm. So you can totally have a sword that does plus one attack and plus one damage. You can do that. It's going to have a quirk attached to it, though. And as long as you bond to less than your level in magic items, you never have to worry about that quirk. But if you have a, a sword that like makes you want to rage into combat every time it's drawn, if you have more magic items than your level, then you have to start worrying about those quirks. Okay. And that's detailed in the magic item write-ups. Mm-hmm. So that's what that means, is you can take magic uh, more magic items as if you were a higher level. Alright, that makes sense. And then... Once you receive all of your incremental advances, it's usually between five and six, you go up a level. Now there are some ways that I as the GM can preempt that, like I can give you extra advances, I can just give you levels, which I'm not going to do right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just know it's not always going to be six sessions and then you get a level. It's going to be, you know, whenever it's reasonable, you'll yeah. level up. We'll talk about advances Offline, and I might do something for our Patreon people to explain this in more detail. That wraps it up for the third session, or the third episode. I'm working on editing down uh, like a four and a half hour character creation session, so I'm going <laughs> to put that in a couple of episodes. Uh, but you can find that for free. As always, if you want to help us make our little nerd collective dreams come true, you can find us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash averageadventuringparty. You can find us on Twitter at average underscore party. You can find us on Facebook at the same and email at the same. We're on Gmail. Didn't do it last episode, but does anyone have anything they want to call out, plug? Uh, where can they find you? No? Shiny art. Arn light at wherever you can find art. <laughs> Alright, so you can find our our artist there, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to to post some of her stuff in our our uh, links. So, uh, since that wraps us up, thanks for listening, and here's hoping all your adventures are never just average.